from the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by M-Drive. Honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. The 2019-2020 WCHL champions look to make it three in a row. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, WCHL hockey fans, <clears throat> any hockey fan that may be listening live tonight in the Podbean app. This indeed is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado, a chilly Denver, Colorado, where it's about eight degrees and uh, some light snow coming down. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I guess it's a balmy 81 or two, something like that. Right, Stephen? No, no, not today. Not today. It was uh, not beautiful. Oh, beautiful, actually, because we did see some snow here today. Very, very tiny flakes coming down. It, it's the most amazing thing here in Las <laughs> Vegas when it snows. Everybody's so amazed by it. But there is some white on the mountains, and uh, we were in only about 50 degrees today. So uh, certainly winter type weather here in Las Vegas, but certainly still nicer compared to, to Denver, where you said, what, it's like 10 degrees. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's chilly. Uh, been that way for a little while, but it's going to warm up. 65, I think they're saying, by next Wednesday. So we'll take it. One week from now, I'll take 65 degrees. Um, still hockey weather. Still hockey weather right now, and, and there's a lot of hockey coming up. So it's good that it feels like hockey weather still. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it is a huge night for us tonight uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, we're we're going multiple guests, which is going to be uh, fantastic. We have uh, some seedings to talk about. We know the 20 teams that will be uh, fighting it out, if you will, for a national championship in the ACHA uh, Men's Division One um, in St. Louis in uh, geez, two weeks from now, Stephen. It's going to be all getting ready to go down. Um the March 10th to the 15th is uh, is the dates. We know all the teams now. We know uh, who they're going to be playing, when they're going to be playing, all that good stuff. We're going to go through that real quickly. But before we do that, um, let's bring on our special co-host tonight. Let's bring on the uh, commissioner from the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Chris Perry. And let's, uh, let's see what he has to say about all this stuff because he's a, a big factor in uh, what happens with ACHA hockey. So 
Uh, Chris, Scott, and Stephen with you. It's going to be a jam-packed show tonight. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Absolutely. Loud and clear like you're in my living room. Wonderful. Well, hey, I I don't know about this business about being a co-host, and I sure don't have anything to do uh, with the success of ACHA hockey. So uh, quit blowing uh, smoke up my skirt here, okay? Uh, Come on. Come on. We all know better than that. Um, You are the the commissioner, though, of four teams that are in the national tournament for 2022. So that's something. I should have been the commissioner of six. And actually, I'm the commissioner of five, so it should have been seven, but whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I hear you. Well, we do have the teams, and uh, we survived COVID, uh, so everybody's going to show up. It's going to be a full regular tournament. So just quickly, your thoughts on the fact that we got to where we are and uh, the national tournament appears to be set as normal, if that's a word I can use now. <laughs> I don't I, – I, let's knock on wood when we talk about normal. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're here, and I'm thrilled that we have a, a heck of a field and um, I, I'm really, I, to be honest with you, I'm really thrilled that we don't have any first-round conference matchups. Um, so uh, it, it looks like a heck of a field, and especially when you get down from uh, you know Saturday, Sunday. Those Saturday, Sunday looks to be just an absolute killer, killer, killer couple of days there at, at Nationals. So it looks like a good group. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, I wanted you to come on because I think you have insight. Number one, you've been around this tournament for a while, so you kind of know when Stephen and I talk about um, the level of competition and parity and stuff like that, uh, I think nobody knows it better than you do. Yeah, Um, yeah, okay. So first and foremost, but uh, let let me run down the the top four teams. We're going to have four of the top five coaches uh, joining us tonight in each little segment of their own here, starting in about uh, nine minutes or so. But uh, Lindenwood, undefeated, holding on the number one spot. Minot State, number two. Uh, Iowa State, number three. UNLV, number four. Chris Perry, when I give you those four names, what jumps out at you? Well, and, and you got to throw in Liberty, number five, because Liberty and Iowa State have been flip-flopping in between three and five for the past month and a half, it seems. Um, they're all just beasts of the ACHA. Um, and you know, those top four are four worthy teams Four teams are, uh, you can easily see being, uh, the national champion. I think you can, you know, go back to five, six, seven, maybe even eight. Um, you can throw them in the mix as well with central Oklahoma, Adrian and Stony Brook. Um, so one through four, it's a pretty salty, uh, if that, ter- if, if it, if the tournament is chalk and we, that's where we get one through four on uh, Monday night, that means we've had a pretty dang good tournament so far and some great matchups. I want to ask you one thing, uh, quickly here, the, the top four teams automatically get their buy in the first round. But if you're Liberty at number five, that's not so bad. You wait all the way until Saturday morning to play your first game, um, so, so number five is not really that bad of a position, is it? Well, you know, in years past, it's I think you can say it was historical that um, you wanted to be one of the top four because that extra day of rest really helps you out. Um, you know, you basically get a, a, a practice game, if you will, on Friday because you're playing one of the four lower seeds and then you get a day off before uh, on, on Saturday before you really have to get it, take a run for three days, uh, three games in three days. But I think the past couple of uh, years with Adrian and also with Minot State in particular down in Frisco, um, they've proven that you don't need to uh, have that day off. You can make that run from Saturday all the way through Tuesday night. 
And, um, yeah, sure, it helps, and you want to be in the top four, and you'd like to have that extra day of rest on Saturday. But, um, yeah, there's if you're, if you're Liberty there's, or Central or Adrian or Stony Brook or anyone else that plays in that 5 through 12 bracket, you don't need to be scared. It's been done before, and uh, uh, so you can do it again. Totally agree with you. Stephen, what's the word from Las Vegas right now? Because uh, they're the newbies, uh, at least in the top four. Yeah, I was going to say they're, they're, they're new in this in the top four. Uh, but it's kind of interesting because I, I look at the last last time that we had the, a full tournament. And actually, the last couple of years, the UNLV has been in the national tournament. They've they've always kind of get this top part of the the bracket. Uh, the last couple of years, I think that I remember that, that was in Frisco or one of them at least. They were the 13 seed, and so they had to play that first game that first day, and then they had to play that four seed the second day. Now they're going to be on the other side. They're going to play the team that's played the day before. So how exciting is it for, for a team like UNLV, to, this progression that they've had uh, to get to where they are now, and, and, and especially as this is their first season playing in your conference, the WCHL, and to have this kind of su- success that they've had this year? Well, it's great that they've had the success. We've known that they're a good team. That's why we asked for them to uh... – to join our conference. Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen how, you know, how they handle this success and being in this position at, at nationals, you know, this, if you think back to, uh, even, even the NBA, right. The Chicago bulls, the great bulls of Michael Jordan and, uh, and Scotty Pippen, right. They had to work their way through the Pistons before they could get to the NBA, the top of the NBA mountain. And you can look at some of these teams, you know, Minot and Lindenwood and Iowa State, they've all been there. Liberty, they've all been in the top, the final four, Central, Adrian, obviously. Um, and as you point out, you know, Nevada, Las Vegas, this is their first time being there. And so it remains to be seen, um, you know, how they handle it. And hopefully they will. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, they're in a great position and they're doing w- well in terms of representing uh, our conference I hope they uh, continue that success here at this national tournament. And, um, you know, from a very selfish perspective, obviously I would love nothing more than to have a Nevada, Las Vegas, central Oklahoma final or a Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, Missouri state final, um, or even a central Missouri state final. And heck, I don't want to forget Arizona either, but that's me being the WCHL commissioner. Right. Um, I, I, but I just hope that Nevada, Las Vegas has the, um, you know, even if they, even since they are the newbies, if you will, out of that top four or five or even six, seven, geez, Adrian, seven. Can you believe that? Um, that's, that's one of the ones that shocked me, but I, I would not rule them out at any stretch. And yeah. Missouri State is uh, going to have a battle on their hands, but uh, the winner of that one is going to have uh, probably a little bit of uh, momentum, I should say. Well, I mean, yeah, those, those Saturday games are just those are just heavyweight games, heavyweight games. I, but getting back to Steven's point, you know, UNLV, this is a new position for them, and I, I hope they handle it well. And, uh, you know, it, it remains to be seen. Let's let's hope that they do. They've proven they can go into some tough places and play tough games, close games. And, uh, you know, the, the proof will be in the pudding here at Nationals. And I, I think they can. I have confidence there in Coach Greener in, uh, in the Rebels. I think they can, uh, they can get in there and make some noise for sure. Okay, let me run down the top 20 as they finished, and uh, and then we'll get ready and bring on our uh, first guest of the night. We'll bring on the head coach from Lindenwood University, the undefeated Lindenwood Lions. Uh, Rick Zombo will be joining us in about three or four minutes here or so. But uh, number one, Lindenwood. Number two, Minot State. Number three, Iowa State. Uh, number four, Nevada, Las Vegas. 
number five, Liberty, number six, Central Oklahoma, number seven, Adrian, number eight, Stony Brook, and uh, number nine, Jamestown, number 10, Missouri State, number 11, Indiana Tech, number 12, Illinois, number 13 is Pittsburgh, 14, Maryville, 15, Ohio, 16, the University of Arizona, uh, 17, Michigan, Dearborn, Niagara, number 19 is John Carroll, and number 20 is Navy. Um, the ones that shocked me, Chris, real quickly was John Carroll and Navy uh, getting in there. So uh, is that new to me or is that new to the, uh, the national tournament? No, that that's that's. Well, I think it's new to everybody, but it's not new to the national tournament, right? We've all known that um, auto bids eat away at the top 20. Uh, and especially if you are if you win an auto bid and you're outside of the top 20, then you will bump somebody. And in years past, we've had two or three teams bumped. This particular year, we've had two teams get bumped. Navy won the um, ECHA, which is a conference out of the Philadelphia area. And Navy is ranked number 35, so they'll get slotted in at the lowest uh, ranking. And so that's why they're seated at number 20. Now, the surprise here was John Carroll. John Carroll beat number 13 Pittsburgh in the finals of their conference playoffs this past week, and they beat them 3-1. to one. And in doing so, they won their con- that conference that's based out of Pittsburgh, the College CHMA. I don't know what it stands for. Um, it's out of Pittsburgh, and it's College Hockey Mid-America. And um, they, their con- the playoff champion wins their auto bid. So John Carroll, uh, they're ranked 31 as winner of the auto bid. They slide in because 31 is greater than 35. They're now seated at 19. And what happened is uh, Niagara was already number 19 in the final ranking. So the two teams that got bumped were number 18, Aquinas, and number 20, Utah. And so uh, Niagara gets the benefit of moving up a spot from 19 to 18. John Carroll slides in at 19 because they're the highest strength of the two auto bids outside the ranking, and Navy slides in at number 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah so the, the, love yeah, the auto bid, right, Stephen? Yeah, the auto bid. Really, uh, I feel who I really feel bad for today is uh, in Utah there because uh, we had we had a the Utah coach on um, a couple of weeks ago, and and they were t- right there on the bubble, and then of course they had a they had a little bit of a, a rough weekend in CSU I think they lost one of the games there and that that maybe seemed to to hurt them a little bit obviously it did because uh, they were at 18 and then they dropped to 20 and they just couldn't get back up there so it's unfortunate for for them to that they didn't get a spot because of these auto bids that st- stole a couple of the spots well I mean the, the auto bids uh, well, let's not say it's unfortunate right because you you win games and you get in right you, you winning cures all ills and the the conferences yeah, happens, that are it happens out, in every sport too happens in the NCAA basketball tournament it happens in all those big sports that there's always some teams that are right there on the bubble that get knocked out because of the auto bits. Sure, and those conferences, the Pittsburgh conference and that Philly conference, those, those guys play all season long, and so you know their conference winner deserves a shot to go to nationals. Now they might you know they might just be one and done, but they still deserve a chance to go. And Utah knew going in. I had plenty of discussions with Coach Feeney and with their general manager AJ Bolden. They knew for their last three weeks of the season, they were playing number 25, Grand Canyon, number 30, um, Oklahoma, and number 35 uh, at the time, Colorado State. And so they were automatically going to be um, behind the eight ball, if you will, just from playing teams that were ranked behind them, and they needed to win all six of those games. And as we know from looking now that you know we have the benefit of uh, looking back, they beat 
both they beat they took both games from Grand Canyon. They uh, split with Oklahoma. Well, I shouldn't say that. They beat the crap out of Oklahoma on one night, and then they tied with Oklahoma because Oklahoma beat them in a shootout the next night. So that hurt. And then, yeah, they this past weekend they lost straight up in regulation to Colorado State, and then they thumped Colorado State. So that tie with a team behind you in the rankings and a loss, uh, which was worse, that didn't factor in their favor. So unfortunately for them, uh, they were one of the two that gets bumped. And I think this is the second or third year in a row that Aquinas has gotten bumped. So uh, it just means that uh, next season, uh, got to get out and win more, win more games, play some more non-conference games, win those games, and uh, all, will, all will cure itself. Well, I think the other thing, uh, Chris, is that there's an awful lot of parity in, in college hockey from the NCAA to the ACHA. I think teams just continue to get better. And uh, that no, nobody, like even in the Western uh, Collegiate Hockey League, nobody is, uh, is a sure winner every weekend uh, because uh, teams get up for each other like never before. Well, yeah, and I was just talking about this on my own little cheesy podcast that I have with my co-host Andrew Majorkerth. Um, Oklahoma finished last in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and yet they pushed the winner of the, uh, the WCHL, UCO, Central Oklahoma. They pushed them this past weekend. It was a 2 to nothing game late in the third period. Colorado uh, finishes in, what, the bottom four of our conference, yet they went 2-1 to one and 3-1 to one with Missouri State, who's number 10 in the nation. Grand Canyon just took UNLV. Uh, you know, it was a little... Got a little tight there on Friday night. It was a three to two game. It was. It so, was very, very nerve wracking there. I'm sure for the rebels and for those that were in attendance there. Because well, was- yeah. It just. I mean, it just goes to show that uh, when you have a good conference, and I'm not saying that other conferences aren't good. I mean, I've said it before, but I'll, I won't say it here. Um, <laughs> but our conference, we happen to be, we happen to have the benefit of having 10 really good, really tough teams and night in, night out. You, There's no laydowns. There's no just gimmies. You've got to go out and earn it. And UNLV found that out on Friday night. Missouri State found it out the whole weekend. UCO found it out on Saturday night. You know, how about Arizona and Arizona State? I mean, I mean, talk about, you know, rivalry games and hate between one another. And you want to you want to beat the the snot out of your rival, but they have to go earn it. There's no laydowns. So even even Utah and Colorado State now, you don't think there's a rivalry now? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, CSU just knocked them out. It just means a lot more fun for all of us next year. Uh, but before we get to that, let's take a quick break and let's come back and see if we can hook up with uh, the head coach from Lindenwood and uh, get on with our uh, four of the top five coaches in ACHA M1 hockey in about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey! 
I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you in uh, beautiful Centennial, Colorado tonight. Uh, beautiful, yeah, eight degrees and snow. Uh, Stephen Marsh joining me from uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's uh, a lot warmer than eight degrees. And the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Chris Perry, joining us from Oklahoma City tonight. So uh, we've got a, a jam-packed show. I understand that uh, possibly our first guest, uh, Rick Zombo with Lindenwood, might be a little bit delayed. But, Chris, I want to throw it out at you. With the name changed because Stephen and I just got sick of club hockey. We thought these guys deserved something more than club hockey. So Great West College Hockey Podcast is the new name. What do you think? Well, I thought you were you, you changed it because I was making fun of it for being the alphabet hockey. <laughs> was it the A C H A W W C H L I T B S W thingy or whatever? And I'm just impressed. Great college hockey. I'm I'm okay with it. Great West College Hockey Podcast. Uh, West well, basically, to me, that's basically West to me now is from the Mississippi River and West. How about that? All things to all people. Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. I like it. <laughs> Well, as I say, it's ACHA hockey is is basic. Well, not basic. It is really another form of college hockey. You know, the it's I mean, the NCA obviously is the the top tier of it, but but the ACHA, as we've seen, is really starting to it's it's continues to improve the the quality of the teams and the and the players and just the the competition. And so, um, I think not referring it to so much calling it a club sport, but calling it really just another form of college hockey seems more appropriate. Yep, yep. I don't disagree with you uh, at all. I think it's, uh, I like the name change, and it's a heck of a lot better than that alphabet stuff that you had. So uh, <laughs> now I understand all the rest of your podcasts, you okay. know, need Hold a name a change, minute. but come on. Hold on a minute now. The, the last name used to be the Club Hockey. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the A-I-T-H. No, no, no. You're talking but whatever. about Twitter now. You're talking yeah. about our Twitter. <laughs> I'm just giving you grief. You guys do a great job, and uh, we appreciate all the light that you shine on the ACHA. No, well, because we're, we because we, we 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 were doing W we were doing the game of the week thing we were doing the 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 ITHSWWCHL game yeah, of the week video features so <laughs> there was a lot of the 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 alphabet there involved with that yeah. I think that's where he's thinking of I, I need to uh, send you a bill for the game of the week too for licensing <laughs> that that I, thank you for reminding me that Stephen I like that <laughs> way to go Stephen just what we need there went there went your room in St Louis <laughs> as if Scott didn't have enough bills to pay uh, yeah. so I'll I'll tell you right now we are planning on a big week in st louis we're going to be there start to finish uh we'll do uh some podcasts every single night uh chris so we'll be uh 
trying to be as active as possible and, and getting the word out on the great hockey that's played at the ACHA level. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have another great champion. I'm sure we will because everybody that's entered is, uh, is deserving of that opportunity. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, the person who, or I shouldn't say the person, the team that wins this championship, you know, it's unique. Uh, the the ACHA, not, and I don't want to compare it to the NCAA, but the ACHA, um, you know, at Men's Division Three, Men's Division Two, they have pool play. Um, the, and the women do, they, they have their own little goofy setup. But ours is, the ACHA women's, uh, Men's Division One is just straight one and done. And I call it a gauntlet because in order to raise that Murdoch Cup on Tuesday, you're going to have to have gone through and won four tough, tough games. And you're going to have to have earned it. And I don't think there's anybody uh, involved with ACHA Men's Division One, whether it's at the staff level, whether it's at the conference level, whether it's down at the team level, that won't recognize that the team that, that wins the championship on Tuesday night has played four really great, tough games and has run that gauntlet and has earned that championship. Now, you might quibble that maybe, you know, it should have been your team, but I don't think anybody can can argue with the fact that the team that, that did it had to play, had to go through, you know, three, had to, had to play, you know, four great games against four great opponents. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we have the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, the number one seeded team, uh, Coach Rick Zombo. Uh, coach, if you're there, Scott, Stephen, and uh, Chris Perry all with us tonight. How are you? <laughs> Thank goodness I made it. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations on being the number one seed and having another undefeated season. You guys just keep doing what you do, and uh, it doesn't matter if there's COVID and cancellations or whatever. You find your way to the top of the ACHA National Tournament. Yeah, it's been a good run, Scott. I don't think we played more than 16 games. We haven't even played 20. It's actually been miserable for the players, miserable for me. Uh, I, I think we've maybe played three games between January and December. Um, but where we are, the regular season's behind us, and now the fun starts. So, like anything else, you just soldier on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're uh, you're hosting this event at the beautiful Centene uh, Ice Center. So, um congratulations on that i mean that's got to be uh a fun fun event as well yeah well we have unbelievable facility you were in town for our air force yes i was yep and um i mean we we've got nice digs and and to be able to present our dig centene community ice arena to all of acha for the next following three weeks in in march all the various levels both men's and women will be participating in and on, on top of that, we're fortunate to have St. Louis Sports Commission heavily involved, if not carrying the whole lo- whole load. So really to use the word we're hosting, it's in our facility. Uh, I just don't have the manpower, the hours, and we're fortunate to have the best in the business as far as the Sports Commission putting on uh, quite a display of, of young hockey talent. Well, we're looking forward to being there. Stephen, go ahead and fire away a, a question for Coach. Yeah, so uh, let me let me ask you about your. Uh, you, you talked about this. The second half of the season has been kind of you know a lot of postponements and stuff. But um, what are you what are you looking forward to most about 
getting to the national tournament and, and giving a chance to, to compete there. Obviously, you got a lot of um, eyeballs will be on you because you're the number one seed. You're the host team. Uh, do you feel that sort of – it's like there's an extra – if you if there is such a thing, an extra sense of motivation, something to prove to people that you deserve that number one spot and, 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 and that you're hosting it and everything? Not, not really. Um, it, it is – you play one game at a time. Um, the stars have to align. You have to get lucky. Uh, it's nice that we've had a regular season uh, of success. Uh, getting there, uh, we've got a history of always getting there. Um, the, the ranking is um, behind you, and, and everything recedes after two games. You know, so uh, the first game is always the hardest game. Uh, the fourth game is the easiest game. So th- there's always upsets along the way, and, and you can't look to game two or sandbag game two. You just got to make certain that you play no matter um, who the opponent might be, prepare for the next opponent and, and make certain that, you know, we're firing on all c- cylinders and, and the guys are focused. So the biggest thing, when you're only playing less than 20 games as a coach, you, you really don't have uh, the amount of game time to understand um, the quit level, right? So when I say the quit level, everybody is fantastic before the game start. Everybody's fantastic when you're winning, when things are going well. Uh, it's, a, it's a matter of eliminating the noise and, and appreciating the fact that uh, you have to participate and also compete for 60 minutes. You know, um, all the stats, I mean, I've got a good team. But, but again, it doesn't mean that anybody else is inferior to us eventually you have to prove it every time you step on the ice. And that's what's so special about college hockey. You know, if you come in as a high seed, um, unfortunately it's not best of five or best of seven. You know, I've had, you know, my seniors for the past four years, we've got a team if it's best of five. Um, I, I put the mortgage on the house to think that we've got a team that could win, but I've been around it enough. I think it's been, six years since we won a national tournament, that's a long time away. None of my guys in the dressing room have won a national tournament or, or won anything that, that carries as much importance as the HCHA uh, Division One national tournament. So you still got to play. Absolutely. Chris, you got a word, uh, a good question for that uh, coach? Well, I don't know if I got a good question, but coach, <laughs> no, it's great to hear your voice. Hi, buddy. <laughs> and, and congratulations on the number one seed. That's pretty Thank awesome. You. I, I want to get to you something you mentioned. You talked about the, uh, the fact that you haven't played an awful lot of games, especially here in the second semester. How do you as a coach keep your kids focused and keep them motivated uh, when they're, they're not playing an awful lot of games. It's been what, six weeks since the start of the spring semester. And you said you got, got three or four games in. Um, how do you keep them motivated and keep them hungry now? I mean, now they're hungry, but how did you do it from January to February? Now, you know, that, you know, nationals is right around the corner. So that's the easy carrot to focus on. But how did, what, what was that challenge like from January to February when all you had was three games in six weeks? The, uh, <clears throat> The, the process, Chris, does, doesn't change for us. It's all about winning one game, and it's, it's the last game in the national tournament. So it's a preparation of um, planning for the day and the week and also for the season, um, not overlooking the opponents on the weekend, but making certain that um, the identity that's put in place not only mirrors 
uh, our recruiting talent base, but also um, the advancement, not only as a team, but individually. So uh, building a rapport and a trust and knowing when um, to ease up on the reins or crack the whip is more of an art than a science. Um, it is, I have a mean mug, but I don't yell. Uh, we, we make certain that the responsibilities are, are very clear. We, we accept mistakes. And um, the biggest thing when you get into one game eliminations is having a real, real deep keel in the water because in college sports, there's always ups and downs. And the more stability that you have, the easier it is to ride out the bad moments in a game. Uh, playing regular season, all my guys could skate, pass, and shoot. I mean, they could run a Monday to Thursday practice um, with their eyes closed or, or, or still in the books from studying. So the, the challenges are, are always put in place um, when it comes to um, – me being uh, the one that interjects adversity, but also with this team, it, it is staging scenarios that happen in the game. So <clears throat> we don't get into systems primarily until the second half. Uh, you have to build a rapport and a trust, right? So I don't move my players around like checkers on black squares. It, it's knowing what you have and allow them to make st- mistakes. And, and allow the creativity. The choices that are made takes games to understand um, there's, there's a time and a place in how to regulate the probability of success, not only in zones, but time management opponents, um, not only individuals that you're, you're, you're matched up against, but also uh, teams that you're playing. So, I stage that, and um, the guys like it because it's fun. I think they like it uh, because every <laughs> week, it, you know, it, it, it's something different. Uh, we, we were fortunate that we had uh, Division I exhibition games, and that really set the stage for me anyway, even though that we got our ass whooped. It, it, it set the stage for really, really good hockey players. So, yeah. um, you know, you could be uh, a state champ in tennis in Alaska, but it doesn't mean a darn thing, you know? So it's always striving to be better on a daily basis. So if you can't command your position in our lineup, then, then don't be looking for tomorrow or over the fence. So um, maintaining a competitive edge inside our practice is most important to me. So for, for me, Monday to Thursday is vital. Uh, I look at it as an academic calendar where the class time is Monday to Thursday, and then you've got to make certain that there's retention and application when it comes down to the weekends of, of doing the test or the quiz. One of the things I always liked about your teams, Rick, is that um, even throughout the regular season, win or lose, as you said, you had that nice deep even keel. Your Lindenwood teams always have you, – you, you always strive to peak, and you want to peak at this time because you prepare all season long to peak here for Nationals, and that's one of the things I've always thought uh, – always respected the heck out of your teams is because you do have your eyes on that prize, and you, 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 the regular season is fun, don't get me wrong, and everyone wants to win every game. But if you lose a game, don't, you know, don't, they're not giving away trophies in October. 
No, um, no, you're yeah. right, Chris. I, I've changed my approach in the last four years where we never concede a game. We never give up wins. Um, but 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 how I how I coach the players and the personnel, I want to see who can play in moments. So it, it's not for me, it's not uh, numbers to provide depth. During the regular season is giving opportunities. So you so you know, right? You have to know who can play center stage. And so I used to spend the whole uh, first half of the semester of one, two, three, four, everybody goes out the door. There's mistakes. Um, and then I recognize <clears throat> not all players learn at, at different rates, right? So um, it, it, it's much easier to give opportunities when you're winning and also deserving. So um, there, there's players in the course of the season that have to play more to get them going, to maintain um, good flow and good streak. There, there's others that have to sit and think, you know, after a mistake or get them back out on the ice. So um, understanding the personalities. I mean, you know, we, we've got nine freshmen uh, in the lineup. Uh, so it takes time uh, to, to, to really build uh, the confidence, right? So all these guys know what is a good play. They all know what is the mistake. To address mistakes, uh, to beat somebody down uh, inside our dressing room or, or to make them sit, I, I never do that. Uh, be, 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 I welcome the mistakes. If they understand there's always answers and solutions through the process and mistakes. So I got to identify that right away. And then if, if once, once you build a trust and rapport that the resources, not only myself, but my staff is around them to assist, it's the response and also the response time to mistakes. So it, it, it takes a while uh, with freshmen, uh, the veterans I know, um, I've, all, I've also said that, uh, yeah, that the team's uh, built to win the last game. But the longer you go, you're fortunate to have four games of that high-intensity, high risk. Even though that you lose in a championship game, there's major lessons to be learned, okay? Um, we haven't got to that. You know, we haven't lost in the finals since we won. So there's not a whole lot of time and lessons. Yeah, there's sourpuss. Yeah, there's bad feelings. Yeah, you know, we'll get them tomorrow. But realistically, um, if, if they don't come back in shape in, in the fall, then, it, you know, it's just short-lived lipstick on a pig. It means nothing to me, you know. Yeah. So yep. um, we've never really gotten there. So it, it's the unknown and it's all new. So, um you still got to play and I got to make certain my, my guys are sharp and uh, just go out and perform and, and play. I mean, it's during the season, we cover a lot of moments and a lot of scenarios. Um, so yes, it's in practice. Uh, our, our regular season, uh, majority of the games are, are teams that are ranked 10 and, and, and worse. Uh, so really there hasn't been, the amount of re resistance that you would hope that would emulate what this tournament is all about when you get there and, and only being there, do you realize that 
you can't overlook any opponent just, just because an algorithm uh, or a regular season puts them below us. I mean, it's lofty. Thanks very much. We're undefeated. But still, you got to prove yourself. Yep. You got to earn it on the ice. You got to earn it. Correct. Yep. Co- Coach, we, we appreciate your time. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a show uh, with other guests, so we got to get to them. But I do want to congratulate you on the Central States Collegiate Hockey League regular season championship again. Your 18th consecutive bid into the national tournament. And uh, this year you'll be looking uh, forward to hopefully bringing home a fourth national title. So congratulations on all the success so far. We can't wait to get to Centene and, uh, and, and see what you got uh, in store for us this year. There's no question, Scott. Thanks for having me on your podcast, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You know this game inside and out, and, and having your support for the ACHA is uh, between me and you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Uh, we'll see you shortly in St. Louis. All right, gentlemen. Bye. All right. We'll be right back, and we'll bring on the head coach from the number two ranked team in the country, the Minot State Beavers, Wyatt Wasilunchuk, will join us in two minutes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Your hometown hockey team. Your West Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you from Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And our special guest co-host tonight, the commissioner from the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Chris Perry, with us. Our pleasure to welcome in the head coach from the number two seeded team in the country, the 23-2-0 Minot State University Beavers, Wyatt Wasilenchuk, Wyatt, uh, Scott, Stephen, and Chris with you tonight. How are you? Good, Scott. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, well done on the pronunciation. It's a tough one. <laughs> I've been practicing, Wyatt, <laughs> since, I, since I had a chance to visit with you at Arizona. I've been practicing, so I'm working on it. But uh, congratulations on a great season. You guys, of course, play the independent uh, schedule, so uh, you get a lot of tough competition. Your 13th consecutive bid, I say yours, but uh, this is your first year as the head coach, and uh, it doesn't look like, and, and I talked to Wade Regeer the other day, and I said, Coach, it doesn't look like uh, you guys missed a beat. You just keep winning mm-hmm. hockey games and coming to national tournaments and competing for titles. So 
congratulations on that. Um, are you ready? Are you ready for St. Louis? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's been a, uh, a long season to say the least. And, and this is, uh, you know, what you play for. This is what you practice hard five days a week for. And, uh, you know, other than a couple more against our in-state rival, Jamestown here, we'll, uh, we'll be getting on a bus for, uh, for St. Louis here pretty quick. But we're certainly excited for the opportunity it's at hand. Steven, you got one for the coach? Yeah, so um, I'll work on the last name, but I'll just call you Coach Wyatt for now. But uh, <laughs> let my me... player, to be fair, my players just call me Waz. That's easier. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I, you said you have a couple of games coming up still before the national tournament. How how important is that? Now that you kind of know, I mean, you you you, have, you you know where you're positioned. You know where you're gonna you're gonna be in. You're gonna be at two. But now you have a couple of games uh, still that you can play and kind of tune up before the um, before the uh, the uh, the tournament begins. And don't the pressure's off as of okay, we don't have to win to affect our ranking. You know that's all set now. So how important are these going to be these games that you have coming up to help prepare for the national tournament? Yeah, for sure. It'll be a great tune up. And um, Jamestown has been, uh, you know, a great ally of ours. They're a fantastic program. They're very well coached and um, they've got a goalie that's been a thorn on our side for six years. So it's been really, really beneficial for us. And um, you know what, we will have had two weekends off, which um, probably isn't a bad thing for us. We just battling the flu bug and things like that going around right now. But um you know, it'll be a good one for us to, to work on some special teams and um, get each of our goalies a start who we've been rotating, you know, pretty well right from the get go. And um, again, you know what, it doesn't matter if it's an exhibition or anything like that. It's it's Jamestown and it's a rivalry game. And um, we're really excited for the opportunity. And, and you know, like like you mentioned, we'll uh, we'll be getting ready to go there pretty quick after that final game. Well, let me let me follow up real quick on that, because um, it, obviously you t- the approach do you, you treat it like a you, you treat it go full on or do you you kind of be reserved a little bit because you don't want you don't want injuries or something to freak to happen that's gonna hinder your chances in national tournament like what's the approach there i mean you you know what i think my guys have one gear <laughs> right to wrong um it's tough to, to, you know, pull in the reins, if you will. So um, by no means is it is it going out and hurting anybody. You know, we have obviously have bigger things at stake, but, um, man, it's a, it's a fun building when you got 1,500 people on a weekday at the Mesa Arena here in Minot. And, um, yeah, I'd like to say it'll be a little bit easier than a normal game, but I, I can't promise anything, that's for sure. <laughs> Chris, you got a, a question for Coach? Sure, Wyatt. I, congratulations on number two and uh, on the number two seed. And uh, this is your first season as as the head man. You've been yeah. to nationals. You've won nationals as a as a goaltender. You've yeah. won nationals as a coach mm-hmm. down there in uh, in Frisco. Mm-hmm. So what's 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 been different this year, um, or how has it been different, or has it been different as now that you're the head man? Um, especially with the transition also from a, uh, a club team that's under sports clubs or whatever yeah. the student life was there, might not. And now you're actually under the umbrella of the athletic department. How, what's been different this year for coach Wassel and Chuck? <laughs> a lot more meetings and a lot more paperwork. <laughs> a lot more um, bureaucracy. 
Yeah, no, you know what? It's it's been pretty status quo in terms of you know running the day to day things. I, I've been a part of this program as a coach now for six years, and um, you know worked in the North American League for another six years with with the Minotauros here. And so, uh, the hockey is the easy part. It's it's the game night stuff. It's it's the uh, you know now having a boss, if you will, in in our athletic director, and um, just doing everything on the up and up. And and you know what? At the same time, it's been such a nice you know welcomed um part of it for us is is now having our you know the ability to have our our strength and conditioning staff at our disposal and you know all all the benefits that come with being a essentially a varsity sport now at Minot State University so um hockey stayed relatively the same you know you you feel a little more more pressure in a in a close close game because you know you you have your stamp on it now but um it's it's been a lot of fun it's been a great year of growing I've got two fantastic assistant coaches that have been through it before and um it's been a a a very special season for me for sure one of the things you, you mentioned, um, sorry, Scott, to, to jump in, but one of the things you mentioned why it was that you your teams have you know two speeds, right? Uh, stop and go, right <laughs> or wrong. I, I, I would I would tend to think that the the Beavers have one speed and it's grind, yeah. and it, they just grind you into submission. And yeah. the nice the thing I've liked about your program from even the days when Sheldon ran it, now to Wade, mm-hmm. and now to you, is you guys whether you're down or whether you're up nothing changes you still play your game and you know that there's 60 minutes on the clock and whether you're up at the first minute or you're or you're down in the last minute you're still playing your game and you just grind and play your game and eventually things it seems for the most part turn out your way what's how how, is that part of the culture there at Minot State that you've or or is that just something that comes uh comes naturally from you know, being in North Dakota, that's just a trait that, that comes around. Yeah, I don't think it's any secret that if you look up and down our roster, it's a lot of small town Saskatchewan, small town Manitoba and North Dakota. And um, that's always been our identity. You know, what is is it's it's almost an ongoing joke in terms of, um, you know, who reaching out to a coach in the Manitoba Junior League or the Saskatchewan Junior League who drives the biggest uh, POS on your team in terms of a vehicle, because that's, <laughs> that's the kid that we want here. You know, the, the, you know, blue collar, hardworking kid. And, and you know what, I, I, I can't take much credit. Our, our captains um, for as long as I was a player 10 years ago, up until today with Davis Sheldon, um, we have three or four leaders every year that, that, that's that's the identity from day one they understand it and you know previously we had Blake Fournier that was just I mean you can't even put into words what he meant to our program and and that is that's the identity we have we're we're you know we have a little bit more skill this year which is nice but I mean there's still tough kids that that come to work every day and I mean you know the amount of of um you know kind of grit like you said that we have in that locker room is pretty darn special I mean Oh boy, I, I had to get in between a couple guys today because they were going at it so hard in practice, and um, and that's a weekly thing, you know what? It's and it's great for our program. And when you're, you know, practicing against one of the, you know, top teams in the country every day, you know, good things are bound to happen. So um, for sure, that's an identity that we uh, we we certainly instill into the guys. Whether you're down by one, up by one, um, you know, just keep working hard and keep plugging away. 
Wyatt, I've got uh, a two-parter for the final question for you here. Um, you guys have, because you're independent, have a chance to play a lot of top quality teams. You've, you've been to Arizona. You've been to play Grand Canyon. They've, Arizona's come up to play you. You've been to Liberty. You've been all over the place. So how, how do you figure that's going to help you come tournament time, other than the obvious that uh, you're playing great competition? Yeah, you know what? I think it's it's um, there's not enough of it at this level. I, I I think that you have to get out of your comfort zone. And boy, oh boy, was that a lot of fun to go, you know, play Coach Handy's team at Liberty and and go to Arizona and play in front of a great crowd like like in, in univer at the University of Arizona. Like, I want that experience for our guys more than anything. I want to play in tough buildings and and. And that's what this level is all about is growing it as much as you can. And, you know, we certainly want more and more high end teams to come into Minot. We, we treat visiting teams first class and then some, and, and, um, and at the end of the day, everybody's better for it. You're, you're more prepared and, and better for the gate, if you will, at, at home when you have good opponents in town, quality opponents here. And um, it's, it's just good for everybody. And you want to, you want to schedule where you're, you're competing every night and you're working hard for wins. And um, I've been through it. I've been through it as a player where we were playing the, the Botnos and the, and the, you know, Williston's years and years ago, they've made leaps and bounds. Don't get me wrong. But I remember our, our, our home opener, we won 12, nothing. And I called my dad after I said, what the heck is going on here? Like I've, <laughs> I've never been a part of anything like this. And, and to me, that's not, that's not fun. And I, I, I get that, you know, especially as an ACHA independent team, we have to um, be budget conscious and things like that. But, you know, we want to play the best and and, and we want to have the best here in Minot. And, and you know what, it, it just so happens that, um, it, it, you know, tends to prepare us pretty well for the end of the season. All right. Well, the Minot State Beavers will play at 445 on March 11th, Friday afternoon. You'll want to see that game because I guarantee you they'll be one of the hardest working teams out there. You will get the winner of Ohio and Niagara. Coach, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, I know it's crazy schedule for you right now. We look forward to seeing you in St. Louis. Safe travels, okay? Yeah, thank you, Scott, Chris, and Steve. Thank you guys so much for all that you do for us and, and uh, wish you guys all the best and safe travels to St. Louis. Wyatt, bring those skinny jeans to St. Louis, would you? Oh, man. I uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I have a... I have a child on the way here in the next couple of months, so I, I might have to rethink my wardrobe a little bit. We're we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a fashion off between you and Greener from Vegas. Is who's got the skinniest, tightest oh, jeans? Come on, man! That guy's hair he's got me beat by a long shot. <laughs> oh, Take care, Wyatt. It. All right, fellas. All thanks right. a lot. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring on the head coach from Liberty, the Flames. We'll bring on Kirk Handy in one minute. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu.
from the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans. This indeed is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. We are about halfway through. Uh, we've had two coaches on, Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada. And our special guest co-host tonight, I brought on the commissioner from the Western Community collegiate hockey league easy for me to say said the professional talker but uh right now it's our uh, our opportunity and our pleasure to introduce the uh the head coach from liberty university kirk candy's joining us so kirk you got scott steven and uh, uh, chris actually, with you tonight actually then uh, it looks like about five minutes still we've, we've, we've oh we're kirk. still okay we're, we're a little bit late with with uh coach so yep okay executive Let's, producer says about five minutes uh okay glad you caught here. that i've got my hands full going on here so uh chris i want to ask you uh you've had a chance to listen now to the number one and the number two uh coaches uh your thoughts on those two teams being the one and two seed and those two coaches in particular well you know they're they just both run two top-notch programs and the uh, they also have a great history at nationals of playing one another, and you know it's uh, they they have similar. They may say things differently, but the the end result is the same thing, right? Their guys play and they play hard and they play hard for sixty minutes, and they might have different ways of getting there, but um, the result is the same in that um, they're both teams that you that you um, that you acknowledge as being part of the upper echelon, the upper tier, the, the, the cream of the crop in the ACHA and that you aspire. If you're starting an ACHA men's one program, or if you're trying to resurrect one, um, those are programs that you look to that you want to mimic. And um, uh, you just, you know, the proof is, is in the pudding for those guys because they're, you know, what Minot state has what two, three national championships. Lindenwood has a couple of national championships um, and they're always in the uh, high, you know, the top four of the ACHA rankings for the most part. They're always in the final four, it seems like, at nationals, regardless of whether they're seeded. I mean, I think when, when Minot won it two years ago down in Frisco, or three years ago, I guess it is now down in Frisco, they were, what, I think seeded sixth or seventh. Um, so they're just programs that you aspire uh, to to replicate you want to follow you want to find out what they do right and you want to you know bring that to uh, to your program so that hopefully you can achieve the same success and uh, that, that those guys have let me follow that up real uh, quick if i can uh, chris with there are some new teams i think four that i saw maybe there's more uh that are making the jump from d2 to d1 in acha hockey um two part number one is that a difficult transition do you think and uh, two is, uh, how long will it take those teams to have success? Well, yeah, there's going to be four next year, um, and then one the year after that. Um, the four that we know of are San Diego State, Oregon, uh, the College of New Jersey, and Purdue Northwest. Um, the first party, their, your first question is, how difficult is it? I think they're going to find it to be extremely difficult. Um, there's a... You, you just don't slap the Division One label onto your team and magic happens, right? You, you, you have to, in order to achieve success, you have to run your team like a Division One program. And by that means you have to have the organization off the ice and you have to have the players. And by players, I mean the skill 
uh, and the size on the ice. And right now at the Division II level, I mean, if you just look at it, San Diego State didn't make regionals. Oregon's like 11th in their region. Um, so it, it's going to be difficult. And you, I think you have to look no further than uh, NYU, the defending, uh, or they won the Division II national champion, they, championship. They moved up to Division One, and they struggled at the Division One level. Same thing for William Patterson. Now, a team that didn't struggle when they transitioned was uh, your next guest, Coach Handy. Liberty, when they moved <laughs> up from D2 to D1, they kind of came right on in and slid in because they had all the pieces in place. Top-notch organization off the ice, top-notch coaching, good student-athletes on the ice. They had it already made. The label doesn't make a difference. It's what you do uh, behind the scenes and on the, and off the ice and on the ice. Similar thing with UNLV, too. They When they made the jump to Division One, they seemed they got right into it and was having success kind of right at the beginning there. From Steven, I can always count on you to bring everything back to a UNLV perspective. <laughs> well, UNLV, well. trust me, UNLV struggled for times at Division Two, and they moved up um, at the right time for them. You're right. And, and they've, yeah. they're now getting better. Um, the key will be to sustain it, right? And yeah. your next guest uh, has sustained it for the past, geez, what, 13, 14 years, I think? Well, let's not wait any longer then. Let's bring on the head coach from Liberty. Uh, Kirk, you've got uh, Scott, Stephen, and uh, Chris Perry with you tonight. First of all, how are you? I'm doing great, uh, Chris Perry. Great to hear your voice again. Yeah. Uh, longtime friend of mine, and uh, appreciate you guys having me on here. Let me throw this out, too. I don't know if you heard your uh, your ad, but uh, Liberty, the latest in our uh, ACHA corporate partners, we're glad, glad to have you guys on board. And uh, let's send some more hockey players and students to you over the next year. Oh, that would be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Okay, so uh, we looked at this thing, and uh, Chris brought this up uh, before you came on, Coach. He said, both you and Iowa State have been flip-flopping between three and five. Uh, right now, you, you come into the final seeding as number five. I looked at the schedule and I said, I don't know if that's all bad, looking at where you start on, on Saturday instead of having to play Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, you, end, you want to end up in the top four. That was our goal since the beginning of the year. Uh, it was really close. I mean, uh, you know, I I really feel like there's uh, the top uh, tw- you know, 12 to 15 teams have a shot at winning this thing. So it's the closest I've seen it uh, in all the years I've been involved with the ACHA. Uh, a lot of great hockey teams, and uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic tournament. Well, no secret, you get uh, that Saturday morning game against number 12, Illinois. Um, again, being independent, you get a chance to play a lot of great teams. So so my question for you is, how much has that helped uh, prepare you for this tournament? It's helped uh, tremendously, you know, being able to play uh, – uh, you know, I, I believe this is the best schedule that we've had in, in a long time. And, and uh, you know, we're able to, uh, you know, to play uh, consistently strong teams week in and week out. And, uh, you know, the games even last weekend, you know, we played Jamestown split with them week before. We played uh, Ohio week before that, UNLV week before that, uh, Minot the week before that, Stony Brook. So, you know, uh, all top teams and and uh, you impressive know, really right there coach <laughs> it, it is and and uh you know i i give our guys a lot of credit you know it's uh it's uh the transition from last year to this year and knowing that you're gonna have to be ready to go every single week um ha- has been something that uh that we've ha- had to get through and i really think that we that they've done a, uh, our players have done a great job with that steven you got one for coach yeah so um 
what's the what's the focus now? Obviously, as you're preparing for the national tournament, what's um, you're going to play one game with Maryville just before the national tournament begins. So um, that's probably an advantage, uh, probably a nice thing to have too. But what's the um, focus between now and the national tournament? Just continuing to work on things and getting getting tournament ready. Yeah, you know, it's refining. It's a refinement. Obviously, at this time of the year, you know, you we want to have have uh, all four lines ready, all three sets of of D pairs, and and you want it. Your special teams are going to be huge. They always are in tournaments like this, and so you want to make sure that your power play and uh, and penalty kill is, uh, you know, at the top of this game. All right, Coach, I guess it's my turn to ask a question. And dang it, if, if Stephen and Scott didn't steal all my questions, I was going to ask you about <laughs> leaving the Eastern States League and forming a doing your independent schedule, and Scott stole that. And then Stephen asked you about Maryville. So I'm just going to ask you, um, you know, you've obviously got a great team. You played some great – I like your scheduling attitude. I think if you want to be a big dog, you got to run with the big dogs, right? Steel, sharpen steel. Um, so – Tell us, give us some names of some of the guys who uh, who we should be looking out for at the Centene Community Ice Center when the Flames take the ice. Well, I think our our goalie Hunter Brostick, he's been fantastic for us this year. You know, we brought in uh, twelve new players in the fall and brought in uh, sorry eleven in the fall and then brought one more in in uh, in uh, January. So, you know, we've we've had to we've had to kind of figure our game out. And as we have, uh, you know, Hunter has been there and, and he's been a stabling uh, force for us all, all season. Uh, up front, you know, we've got uh, a couple guys, Matt Bartell and and uh, uh, Jason Boltz and uh, uh, Josh Fricks, who, who have been solid for us all year as well. Coach, I want to ask you about uh, your trip to the Chicago Classic. I had a chance to visit with you out there and, that was a great field, I thought, for uh, early in the year, if you will, and in November, just before Thanksgiving. But um, if you can talk about how that tournament itself prepares you for for this upcoming tournament. Well, yeah, it, it prepares you very, very well. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, the quality of opponents at the Chicago Showcase was fantastic, and uh, you know, you're, you're playing three games in, in three days. Really, really does give you. Uh, that that nationals feel so it prepared us very very well uh, and, and the one thing that I really liked about it was our game times were, were different too I think you know when you get into a tournament like this you know you know you play your first two games at 10 15 and then you have to switch to the afternoon and and that, that did throw a bit of a, a monkey wrench in our in our in our, in, in our play last year uh, you know we felt when we were playing in the morning we were doing great and then we switched to the um you know we switched to, to the evening game it felt like uh, our guys maybe uh we didn't do as, as great a job managing the schedule as we had at, at 10 15. so again you know when you play in three games in three days and you play at different times i think it does carry for the national tournament really well all right chris you got another one for coach Sure, sure, Coach. Hey, I just want to ask you. I mean, you're you're going to be in you're going to be in St. Louis for a while because you're going to be playing Maryville, and I forget when that game is, but it's you know a couple of days before Nationals gets going here. What do you? How difficult or how? I shouldn't say difficult. Here I'm looking at it. You're going to be Tuesday, March the eighth is when you play Maryville, and then your first, your next game is on Saturday. 
I mean, what's, I guess, what's the mindset in terms of keeping the guys occupied and not getting distracted for those Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before you uh, actually take the ice on Saturday morning? Yeah, well, and, and that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why we are playing the, the, the Maryland game is uh, because we are independent. You know, we uh, aren't playing this up-and-coming weekend like a lot of the year teams are. Um, you know, for example, Central States has a tournament this weekend. So we felt like it was uh, necessary for us to get another game in before the national tournament. And so, uh, so we'll play on the Tuesday, and then we've got a – I said itinerary, John Hogan at Maryville's been kind enough to give us ice on, on Wednesday and Thursday. And so we'll kind of, uh, you know, we'll try to run those days just like we're going into Saturday. We'll practice at 10 a.m. And, and, and try and get our routine down over the next uh, few days that they're in St. Louis. Well, I'd like to know is how much of the other teams will you watch those first two days since you'll already be there? Will you get a chance to watch some of the other games in the early going, especially maybe potential opponents that you might face? How much, how much of the other uh, other action are you, will you watch those first couple of days? Well, I, I'm a huge fan of ACHA hockey, and so I will uh, try and get out and watch uh, games uh, throughout the uh, first two days. Uh, you know, and. Uh, and and for me, it's not only watching the games, but it, it's getting to see a lot of a lot of our friends who coach the other teams, and a lot of great people involved with ACHA hockey who have developed wonderful relationships over, uh, over the past twenty years. Coach, we uh, certainly appreciate your time. You will play uh, Saturday morning at 10.15 in the morning against uh, number 12, Illinois. Safe travels to uh, St. Louis. We look forward to seeing you and uh, watching your team uh Go after another national championship or a national championship. How about that? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Take care, Kirk. That's the uh, head coach from Liberty, uh, Kirk Candy, joining us. We're going to take one quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to bring on the head coach from UNLV, Anthony Vigneri-Greener, in just one minute. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans as it may be. Yes, we are running a little late tonight because we got a special show, and we've got one more coach to get to. Certainly, uh, last but not least, the head coach from UNLV, Anthony Vigneri-Greener, is joining us, Scott Strandy from Denver, Colorado tonight, Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada, and the uh, commissioner of the WCHL, Chris Perry from Oklahoma City. We've got you covered all over the map. Coach, how are you? Everything's good. How are you guys? Uh, hey, now, when you say everything's good, does that mean we have baby number two yet or not yet? Yeah, baby number two came last night. Oh, congratulations, Coach. Congratulations, I Coach. Thank how, you. How, I appreciate how, that. How exciting did you that it was born on two twenty two twenty two? 
No, she just missed it. So she oh. was born at two forty in the oh, morning. This, so this she's morning. A, oh, this two forty yeah. this morning. Yes. So uh, <laughs> so two uh, two twenty three twenty two is a that's a good number. But yeah, uh, that's that's still a good number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she waited for me to uh, not have games. So <laughs> I appreciate that. That's awesome. Oh. It's still a palindrome. It's still a palindrome. Two twenty three twenty two. So you're good. Yeah. Reverse goes backwards either way. All right, Coach. Uh, great season. I watched you play an awful lot, uh, whether it be on uh, YouTube or in person at the Chicago Classic. I've commented a number of times of uh, just how professional uh, you guys run your program there. Now you have your chance. It's a national tournament. You come in as the number four team in the country and have a chance to uh, do some damage and maybe take that big trophy back to Las Vegas. What's it going to take? Uh, I think it's uh, everybody pulling the rope in the same direction, kind of the, the message that we've had all year long. Um, I think we're off to a you know a good start. That was one of our goals was uh, to be a top five team in the national tournament. And uh, then another goal was to make it where you get that bye. And uh, for us to be able to hit both of those uh, for our first in program history is huge for us. So I think you ride that momentum and ride that wave uh, in the tournament and just take every game period by period. I think when people start thinking too far ahead, that's when you get ahead of yourself. So I know we have to get better over this next couple of weeks. We haven't been the best this last uh, two to four week period. But, uh, you know, it just takes everybody recommitting themselves. And I think we've had really good meetings this week, two really good practices for kids, you know, recommitting themselves. And I, I think that uh, when you have a group like this, with the core group that we have, we can make some noise in that tournament. All right, let me ask this because uh, it seems like you guys always get stuck, and I'm not saying this in a bad way this year, but you always get stuck in that early morning slot, that first game of the day. Um, you know, the last couple of times you were in the national tournament when there was a full tournament, you were the 13-20 the matchup, then you had to play the number four seed the next day. This time you're going to be on the other side of that. So how exciting is it now that you get an opportunity to be the four seed going to have a chance to play the 13-20 matchup and then have a chance to have that day off and as you go forward into the into the tournament yeah that's one of our goals and i i think i could be wrong but the last five national champions have been inside that top four or you know they've made a good run and when you can have that day off it's huge you're not playing four straight you know or if you're outside of that in that bracket we were you're not playing five straight um so when you can get rest and recovery is huge so that was why one of us, it was one of our main goals as a group was, hey, let's be in that top four, secure us. You know, we can get there, get a practice in us, um, and then whatever time we play. But, yeah, that tough 10 a.m. game, it's tough. Um, but uh, I think it just goes to your group. A little adversity never hurt anybody. So we played in Chicago. We played an early morning game, and, uh, you know, it went in our favor. So I think that if we're just prepared and everybody's buying in, um, we'll be all right. Coach, we uh, we just got through talking with Coach Green uh, with uh, Coach Handy from Liberty and Coach Wasilinchuk from Minot, and they both w were talking about the virtues of having an independent schedule. This year, you've done the reverse. You've gone from an independent schedule. This is your first season playing in a conference, a little conference out west. Um, have you noticed any changes, or what what has changed, or anything that's uh, from this season to previous seasons for your UNLV squad now that you're playing in the Western Collegiate Hockey League? Uh, I think it's uh, it's got a lot of positives to it. Um, obviously, you, you get 20 games right off the bat, you know, just you don't even have to do anything. You just get 20 games and 
you were part of the league. And one of our main concerns was we wanted to make sure that the, the hockey was, you know, good and there wasn't uh, any, like, kind of just freebie games. And with that league that we're playing in now, I don't think there's any freebie games, especially on our side. Every team competes every night. There's, like, no blowouts. There's, you know, nothing crazy. Um, you know, you'll get a blowout here and there. But for the most part, they're all competitive hockey games. They're coming down to the end. So the hockey on the West is getting so much better. So that was why we decided to come join the league. But um, for the other aspect of it is, you know, when you can, when you're independent, you're, you know, you're playing who you are, when you want, you know, kind of thing. And so some coaches like that. I'd like the happy medium of that. I think um, I found that out this year where you can get 20 games where you know you're playing at home, you're playing away, you're getting home at home, and then, you know, we're going to go out and schedule other games like, you know, playing the Chicago Classic or next year we got three NCAA Division One games on our schedule. So hopefully we build on those and continue down the league. We're in the league the following year, and then we get more NCAA games and we get more Liberty games, we get more Minot games. So to play top teams like that always helps. Coach, when you look at uh, the teams in the uh, national tournament this year, obviously um, there's yourself, there's Arizona, there's uh, UCO, there's uh, Missouri State. Um, those are teams that you got to play as part of those 20 games uh, in the package. And uh, how did that prepare you uh, for this national tournament now, knowing the level of competition that you're going to get? Uh, I think it's huge, um, especially if you, you know, you're playing those guys two or four times a year, it always helps, um, you know, the, the competition level. Like I said, there's no easy game. So there's not going to be an easy game at this tournament. Everybody deserves to be there. So, uh, you know, I, I don't expect it to be a cakewalk in any scenario of any game. So if you get to prepare yourself and play those games all year long, uh, it's kind of just an advantage for everybody else where I know in previous years we never had really had a tough, the toughest schedule. And we'd kind of get there and be shell-shocked. But uh, I think over the last couple of years that I've taken over the scheduling is, you know, we're making sure we have a tough schedule and we're preparing the players for the battle that it's going to take to win. So, obviously, we want more success in the tournament. We've had small glimpses of it. And uh, as a staff, I know, you know, when we first got here and made the jump, it was like, hey, let's just get to the tournament. Then it was like, hey, let's get to the tournament and win one game, you know, and whatnot. So now we have uh, bigger goals than that. So I don't uh, – my goal isn't just to get there and be happy with it or just win one game. So um, we've got uh, bigger goals on our chart here in the room. Steven, you got one more for Coach? Yeah, so let me uh, – so you're, you guys have scheduled a couple of games uh, – in a, not this weekend, but the following weekend against Oregon, who's a Division Two team, will be making that jump to Division One. So I guess first of all, it's it must be nice that you can have a couple of games to kind of tune things up for the national tournament. So that must be nice. But on the other side of that is, what's going to be the approach, though? I mean, do you you you've got to be kind of careful about not getting injuries or having anything kind of you know where you would be at a disadvantage? Or what's what's going to be the approach for those games uh, in a couple of weekends against Oregon? Uh, I think mainly, I, you know, I, I, uh, Riley's doing a good job over there. So I kind of just threw him a bone. We're trying to get some games and, or he was trying to get some games and we were looking for some games to play, uh, going into the national tournament just so we're not sitting for two weeks 
But um, I think uh, we just got to figure out what we're going to do. Obviously, we're not going to play a few players. Um, just, you know, let them rest or, you know, potential injury or whatnot. We'll save those guys. Um, and that's not taking nothing away from Oregon, but probably won't play our, you know, a couple forwards and our top D-man. Maybe Wixon gets only one game instead of if he would normally get both games or whatnot. But um, I think you have to be careful because you got Oregon. Um, you know, they're not going to be playing, you know, they're not going to the national tournament the following weekend. Um, so I, I think that uh, self-awareness, you know, making sure that each kid's looking in the mirror before the game, there's nothing dumb, and then just play the game. And, um, you know, it's like preseason football. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter if it's a regular season game. I'm truly a believer in that. It's meant to get injured. You're meant to get injured. So, Nothing we can do about that. We'll just be precautious and uh, take our time, make sure we're putting a good product on the ice for Oregon that weekend. It's going to be a big weekend for us. It's alumni weekend. We've got like over 50 alumni coming into Vegas, and they got a whole bunch of stuff set up for them. And my old coach, when I was here, he's dropping the pocket. He's been overseas coaching uh, in the Hungarian League, so he's back here, and he's going to drop the puck. and. We've got the AD of the school dropping the puck Friday night, so it's going to be a really big weekend for us. Oh, that's exciting. And then uh, real quick, uh, uh, that following Monday, you guys are having an event to uh, kind of help raise money in, in the fundraising for the national tournament, so maybe you can uh, share with our listeners about that real quick. It's going to be at Lifeguard Arena. It's, it's guys' send-off. You can touch on that. Real yeah, quick. It's, uh, we, we did it, um, a similar one where we're just getting all of our donors there and um, basically just thanking them for what they do. Obviously, we want to raise money, uh, but it will be at uh, Lifeguard Arena at 6 o'clock. It'll be a cocktail hour, and we're going to have some people speak and get up there and you know just show the, the growth and the potential of our program because obviously we want to win at this level, but we want to keep growing it and keep getting it bigger and better. Um, I know that uh, Coach Nick and others have put in a lot of work so, uh, you know, like events like this, it just it, uh, brings all of our donors together and actually see what we do behind closed doors and what the players go through, a constant grind of, you know, three workouts a week, four practices a week, plus school, some of them work, you know, some of them have girlfriends. So we just put it all out there on the line where, you know, it's just a good time, a good event, and hopefully we raise some money for it. Coach, uh, we look forward to seeing you in St. Louis. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, Steven was a little bit off on that. He said you wouldn't have to play a morning game. You'll get one. <laughs> It'll oh. be 10 15 on Friday, though, and you'll have the opportunity to get to uh, get a win and get a day off. So, well, that's what uh, I was get, saying. Is that what I was yeah. saying? Is that they, <laughs> they, they, they always seem to get that morning bracket, though, because <laughs> but this time they're on the other side of it because yeah. they're the four seed. Last, the last couple of times, from what I remember, they were the 13th seed and had to play that first day, early yeah. first game of the tournament. Then they had to I'm play the fourth seed. I'm giving you a bad time. Day. I'm giving no, you a I, bad time. You are, anyway. but I just want to—I want to defend myself here. So, <laughs> Anthony, right. Anthony, let, let these guys argue amongst themselves. Congratulations <laughs> on your daughter. We hope we're, we're grateful that she's healthy, and we hope all goes well with uh, with your with your new daughter and, and your wife and your family. Take care of them. I appreciate that, guys, and we'll see you in St. Louis. Thank you, guys, and uh, you guys have a good night. Thank you. That's Coach Thank Anthony McNary Greener with UNLV Rebel Hockey. Okay, guys, uh, we got through it. We got seven minutes left here. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts. Um, uh, I, Stephen will go on forever. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Uh, oh. Your thoughts on the four coaches we, we had on tonight. And uh, that's four out of the five. 
Uh, we talked independent, we talked conference, uh, but one thing that's in common is they're all solid hockey teams. Yeah, and and I think that's what you get. I think that's what you get when you get to this level, right? It's uh, this is this is why we play. This is why we spend the whole season to play. We to want to get to nationals, and these guys they all come, they all run top programs, and uh, you know they all have similar demeanors. Um, we got a lot of coach speak tonight, but we you know that's because these guys. Uh, you know, they, they, they let their actions on the ice do an awful lot of the talking as opposed to, you know, sitting here on a silly podcast with uh, three num- numbskulls like us. So, um, you know, they're, they're, the they're, best they're you've more, called me in a year. They're, they're, they're all business. And, and that's why, that's why they're as successful as they are. And so we, we heard that they're, they all have their different ways about it, but they're, they, they've got a great program and we heard, we heard different, uh, perspectives, but they all have the same goal in mind. And that's, that's pretty darn good and i think i think coach handy nailed it when he said that anyone you know he might have been a little generous when he said one through 12 but i would say you know anyone one through 10 for sure um has got a pretty little salty chance of uh making it to making it to the the finals and you know who's to say that anyone in the rest of the field from top 20 can't make it to that final four you know i don't want to discount the arizonas of the world or the ohio's of the world or even the Maryvilles of the world, um, you know, I, there's everyone's got a. It's a heck of a field, and um, I, I think it's going to be a heck of a tournament. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to getting there. Stephen. Stephen just wants to talk about UNLV. Come on, Stephen, give it to us. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, it's my turn now. It's it's UNLV now. and the Nineteen Dwarfs. I could speak. No, I. No, I. <laughs> no, I'm, I well, you know, UNLV is 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 in a good position, but I I think it's just going to be exciting. I'm, I'm more fingers crossed. Everything I'm hoping to be there, and it'll be my first time to see a national tournament in person. And I just am looking forward to to seeing all these this kind of teams uh, battle it out and and, and compete for a, a, a tournament a title. There's so much on the line, and um, it's a full day of action. You know, Scott keeps warning me. You know, there's going to be a lot of hockey for the first four days, and you, you know, it's four games each each day. To start the start off the tournament and and it's just um actually yeah four days worth of full games so it's going to be a lot of hockey and and it's just a great it's going to be a great place i've heard scott again telling me great things about centene of course we had uh rick zombo on earlier and uh, looking forward to being at the centene ice center there community ice center in st louis i i, I petitioned with scott when we do our preview show on wednesday when we get to st louis that we do it under the st louis arch but i, I don't know if that'll work out or not but We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, I'll tell you this: if you haven't been to nationals, it's quite an event. Yeah. All the games, you look at this and you're like, Navy doesn't stand a chance. John Carroll doesn't stand a chance. But I'm telling you what: until you get there and until you experience it, it's four games in four days, starting at ten in the morning all the way to like eleven at night. It's a grind, and every game is awesome. That thirteen through twenty game may look like a stinker on on the paper. To some, it's going to be a great game, and it's not going to be a blowout. Uh, the very few of these games are. People, when they come to Nationals, they know that it's one and done, and they bring their best game. And it's, trust me, on Sunday at 11 o'clock, you're going to be wiped out because you'll have just done 16 games in four days. <laughs> and it's and it's going to be 16 great games. And then you got three more to cap it off before you get to go home on, on uh, after Tuesday night's championship. 
I'll have to drink uh, uh, several me... Dr. Peppers uh, to, to make it through that. Uh, you know, it was it was quite a grind this year when I uh, went to UNLV's midnight game. Uh, but something tells me this is even going to be more of a grind. Luckily, I won't have to be up at midnight. But uh, Scott, okay. Scott, where are the tiny violins for Steve? Come on. <laughs> so, so we got three minutes left. I want to tell everybody that's listening uh, a big thank you for all the support uh, for the podcast and also for, for Chris's podcast because I love your podcast. You guys do a great job as well. Uh, with the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Uh, I do also want to say that uh, uh, if you think 10, 15, 1, 30, 4, 45, and 8 o'clock is uh, a, a spread out group of games, I'm t- here to tell you right now it is not. You nope. will be running from one game to the next if you're going to get anything done in between. So St. Louis, here we come. We're looking forward to it. Chris, and that's, thanks for joining us. And, and that's uh, uh, Central Time Zone, too. So if you're out here west, it's going to be 8 o'clock in the morning the first game. If you're in the Mountain Time Zone, it's going to be like <laughs> 9 in the morning. Central, of course, that's where oh, it's He's always at. got the last word, east, doesn't he? East Coast yeah, is going to be 11, 15 in the morning. Till, you okay, know, you so. got two minutes to wrap he's it a, up, he, my friend. He's a, he's a piece of work. I'm telling you what. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the nice thing is for you guys, you're not going to have to go anywhere. Just put your butt in one seat because all the games are in the same place. The only reason to go somewhere else is if you want to watch some of those other divisions. But uh, luckily for Steven, UNLV doesn't play in any of those other divisions either. So <laughs> there'll only be a Division One. Just park, oh, well your, park your butt in one place. Well done. You guys thanks, have a great Chris. night. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for all you do to support ACHA hockey. We love it. Thank thanks, you for Chris. joining us. All right, Stephen, take it away. you got two minutes. All right, I'll get this quickly before we get cut off the air here. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. My Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look your and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn & Suites, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations, the Great West College Hockey Podcast, all of the Ice Time Hockey Podcasts, live every week on the Podbean app, also available for download Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, Ask Election Attorney in your ITHSW podcast. Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SD.